You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica. And this show, as always, is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Why, thank you, Deep Voice. Thursday means Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights. They are in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. Me, uh, I am Ken Lavica, and I am in Bowling Green, Kentucky. FAU Basketball plays Western Kentucky tonight. By the way, FAU Basketball, Keeley, first place in the East Division of Conference USA. We're on the come up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Big one tonight. Big one tonight. Um, I I need to to tell you, Keely, that I've made the Clevelanders mad. Uh oh, it happened. I, they're coming uh, to get you. They're coming to get me. I I I you went at their, They I I went at their their underwhelming, subpar, below average quarterback in Baker Mayfield, and now I'm and feeling the wrath. Digging the hole. I'm uh, glad um, I'm glad you're in Bowling Green because if you were here right now, I'd. Make sure I walked either way in front of you or way behind you. I am not get, helping you. Get out of the uh, the laser sight. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Scott Day uh, tweeted at me, Baker has a fractured humerus and a torn labrum. You would know about subpar and below average performance because Ooh. that's why you're on at 12 p.m. for an hour, clown. Ooh. Well, first, first of, of all. Yeah. Go um, ahead. You you get him, Ken. Yeah. Well, the 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 show started at noon, and it is now what one oh seven Eastern time. Uh, that that actually makes the show longer than an hour. In fact, Scott, uh, feel free to listen to the second hour of the show <laughs> that airs every single day here on ESPN one oh six three. And also, fractured humerus and torn labrum for Baker. No, I know, I know, because Baker's made sure that everybody who can hear knows how injured he was during the course of the season. It's not just the injuries. All you have to do is look at his performances throughout his career and his lackluster numbers. He had one okay season, which led the Browns into the playoffs. That was an anomaly. We've seen enough of a sample size to know that Baker Mayfield is a below-average quarterback and a big reason why the Browns are losers. Okay? But this is the insecure Cleveland bunch. Like, Keely, this is what I'm talking about. They're all such sad saps. Clevelanders are such, Cleveland sports fans are such sad saps. We get it. You've had so much heartbreak. Ernest Biner, LeBron leaving, setting jerseys on fire, just like your river. Yeah, he left. Yeah, exactly. He left twice. Good point. Oh, woe is us. Nobody likes us. Well, could it maybe be because you guys have this victim complex? Maybe people willingly want to get out because Cleveland sports fans are kind of, oh, I don't know, pathetic? P? Um, I would just like to take this time to say that I am in no way affiliated with Ken Lavica and Ken Lavica's opinions. Retweets hey, are not endorsements. Stone, do you have the guts to sign on to my Cleveland thoughts? Do you no, have the guts here? No doubt. I'll put a huge signature yeah. on it. Because we Stone's go. got bigger biceps than I do. Because we, <laughs> we spent at least two weeks making fun of him crying about his injuries and making sure everybody knew. And guess what? Scott fell for it. Somebody a part of the fan base fell for it. Yeah. And that's exactly why Baker did it. So kudos to you, Scott. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, and, and again, Keely, this goes back to, and, and we talked about it. Uh-huh, we uh, did. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, after the arguably the greatest game ever played, the Chiefs and the Bills, right at the conclusion of the game, decided to tweet about how unfairly he's treated on social media. I mean, that's so pathetic. 
It, but but you're right. Uh, Stone's right. Uh, it, you once you once you are under the spell of Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. his below averageness, you start acting in that same manner. So fine, keep keep being a loser and blaming all of your Browns woes on Odell Beckham. You don't have okay? any place in your heart for what they have to go through. I it's don't care. cold. I, I grew Ooh, up in Chicago. Man. I grew up in Chicago. But you grew up. And yes, I'm not, well, no, I don't act like a, a loser. Nah, here's it. Nah. I'm going to call foul on that. Yes, you grew up in Chicago. You grew up a White Sox fan. Mm-hmm. So that was tough for you. How Second at, team in that city. Up, Nobody though, cares about him. Hold up. That's a choice. You could have easily been a fan of another team. Mm. They do, What are their options? Uh, when I was a kid, uh, the, uh, the Cleveland baseball team was really, really good. Really, really good. When you were a so. kid, Ken, you pushing forty, sir. <laughs> Thanks we for reminding old, me, Ken. When, when, that was a when long time ago. <laughs> the Indians turned Guardians were really, really good. And is it my fault that they couldn't beat the Marlins in a Game Seven? Okay, is it my fault that they couldn't hang on to a three-one lead in a postseason series where flies were attacking Jabba Chamberlain? No, <laughs> that's not my fault. But it's not like uh, they haven't had the same sort of sports heartbreak that any other city has, and they're the ones who have the biggest victim complex of any city. You want to know what it is? Cleveland fans and. Cubs fans, uh, a previous generation of Cubs fans, right. were the same type of people. Mm-hmm. Where it became so trendy and such a common personality trait that they were losers, right. that they accepted it and they thrived off of it, and they made it part of their overall personality to a point where now Cleveland fans feel like they have to act like victims and like losers because that is what they've been told to act Mm -hmm. like. They need to conform. Cubs fans were like that too. The lovable losers. We are never going to win a championship. Oh, it's just us, the Ivy and the bleacher bums. Oh, man. But then they won a championship Mm -hmm. and they're confused because it blew up their identity. They don't know what to do. But Cleveland fans, they're always going to fall back on Poor us. It's because it is for them. But because it is for them, like you don't have a soft spot in your heart for that. No, no. not at all. I mean, it's kind of like you say that about Chicago. You said I grew up in Chicago, but Chicago is a great city. I've been to Cleveland, and I've been to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, yeah, we're talking two different levels. Because here's the thing: I don't, I don't want that ire to come at me. You know. I, yeah, I, my biceps aren't as as big as stones, and I don't oh, run as fast. As what are kids. Cleveland fans going to do to you, Keely? Cry on you? Throw their tears at you? I like, what don't are know, they going to do? Those are tough blue collar people, and you know, let's let's now, apparently be, not tough enough to. Let's to be cry clear. I can hold you, my own. I just don't want. Yeah, just, Cle- I Cleveland just don't fans, want to mess up my face. But Keely, Cleveland fans, they're going to say that they're they're tough and they're blue collar people, and then as soon it's as you cold. say something about Baker Mayfield, <laughs> is da- like what's the weather in Cleveland like right? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look and, up the and, Cleveland. And I have been I have been to Cleveland and you know what? I had a good time. And I like drinking in Cleveland and I like the people of Cleveland until you start talking about sports. And then they're an insufferable bunch that you root against. You want them to keep losing because their attitude sucks. But you don't want to take the opposite approach and say, you know what, I, I hope you guys win. I there's a 
there's a special place in my heart no, because they don't I want to win. Guys, they don't want, okay. Well, no, yeah. because it ruins their identity. That's the thing. If no, I say, I, I really hope you guys win, then they'll be like, oh, us too. But as soon as they win, they'll, they won't they will know what to do with themselves. They're going to walk around aimlessly, like walk right into Lake, Lake Erie. They're not going to know what to do. That's a great point. <laughs> it's like Cubs fans. Cubs fans, <laughs> Cubs fans I know have never been the same since the Cubs won the championship because they can no longer talk about how long-suffering they are. Right. It's a, it's a disease. And that's Loser true. disease. I can I, I I can get with you on that, but you know, there's a special spot in my heart, though. For I feel for people when they feel like they are mired in this ineptitude and mediocrity, and they don't know how to get out. But I, well, I hear you, so I don't root against those people. I I pray for those people, Ken. Well, Keely, you should that. you should I mean you should know how that feels to be mired in ineptitude because you're a part of the show once a week, okay? <laughs> I, and and I I do formally apologize for that, but I appreciate that you continue on with the ineptitude that is Ken Levick alive. Uh, oh, Keely Ferguson, yeah. bright spot of the week on WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine, Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, uh, and uh, uh, let's go to uh, this should be good. Dave is in Palm Beach. Dave, you're on Ken Levick alive. Hey, Dave. Dave just hung up on us. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Was he mad at us? He might have been. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Dave, call back. Call us yeah. back, Dave. No, I mean, listen, I hope Cleveland people call so that they have some, like, have some guts. Ooh. Have some guts. Oh, you call it up the Cleveland people? You hear that, if Dave? You're, if you're so upset, and Dave might have been a green, I don't know, because, again, I'm not the only one who feels this way. But nobody wants, nobody wants to hear from crying, suffering people all the time. Like, try, you know what, move to, move to Louisville, right? <laughs> like, it's not that far. It's not that far. Just go to Louisville. You don't have to stay in Cleveland. There's nothing keeping you in Cleveland. It's an open, free society, okay? You don't have to root for those teams, but you like to suffer, and that's why you do it. I, so yeah. you can, that's the only way you feel something. I think that's the only way some Clevelanders feel something, is by taking L's. This feels like a Jan LeVenzant fix my life. And it feels like Ken is a Jan LeVenzant right now. <laughs> oh, man, that's the get, greatest reference this show has been on this show. Get together, Cleveland. Oh, my God, I love it. This show has been alive for 10 months, and that's the greatest reference that's been made on this show. Uh, Stone, what did you have on Cleveland baseball teams? No, it was actually what Dave had. Dave said, I have some stuff on Cleveland and a few of the uh, baseball teams that Ken had mentioned. And I was like, ooh, it sounds good. Put oh, like the, up. yeah, uh, but uh, what I'm saying is the Jim Tomey, Omar Vizquel's, uh, the, the, the Sandy Alomars, those teams that ruled the, uh, the 90s, they should have won a championship, and they didn't do it. And I understand that contributes to the misery, but that's, that's not my fault. It's, it's not my fault, and it's not like their teams are in last place all the time, okay? So that's all I'm saying about Cleveland. And here's the problem now. Cleveland has sucked up way too much time of the opening segment of the second hour. The second hour that, yes, Scott Day on Twitter does exist, okay? So we'll come back, and we'll get back on track, and I'm not talking about Cleveland anymore today. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Well, Keely, it happened. Ken Levicka, Keely Ferguson, Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. We have breaking NBA trade deadline news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. It actually, James Harden has legitimately done it again. 
he has forced his way out of another off of another team. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, actually, I believe it was actually Shams who was the first to report this. Yeah, Shams reporting uh, from The Athletic, uh, and I'm reading from his Twitter, the Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers finalizing a trade that sends James Harden to Philly for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and draft picks, sources tell The Athletic and Stadium. So James Harden, who all of a sudden <laughs> we found out was unhappy again in his situation and Steve Nash up until yesterday is saying he hasn't said any of this stuff to me like I'm just anticipating he's going to be here and uh, we'll we'll get things back on track because the, the Nets have, have lost nine in a row things will go back on track once Kevin Durant comes back after the All-Star break no nope. apparently James Harden really did want out and that means that Ben Simmons is off of Philadelphia's hands now um, and I I don't know legitimately how this makes either team demonstrably better. Like I don't I don't understand how this makes this demonstrably better. Uh, because this is a trade where everybody's chasing the heat right now. Mm-hmm. And the way the heat are constructed, and you heard Evan Cohen talk about it at eleven fifty five, uh, his first show of the day. Like maybe we see Duncan Robinson get traded today. I think the Heat definitely need help at the four. But Ben Simmons, an always miserable Ben Simmons being teamed up with an always moody Kevin Durant. Is that a good thing? <laughs> and James Harden, how actually is he going to push the seventy sixers over the hump as a title contender here? I just I don't see how this makes either team better than the heat other than these are big name stars and we're going to talk about it because there's storylines about and i don't even know at this point what does james harden want what do you what yeah do you, what is what he looking he for <laughs> right right because uh, he you know we understood why he wanted out of okc right he wanted mm-hmm. to be a starter wanted yeah. to be the guy yeah but then houston that didn't appeal to him and the thing started to fall apart in Houston, but he was part of that problem, and so he goes to Brooklyn, and he gets with his boys, and he's KD and Kyrie. Has Kyrie made that whole situation so toxic that <laughs> nobody wants to be there anymore? <laughs> See, and this goes back to the point I was making about the pandemic and divorces. Yeah. <laughs> it started yeah. to show you who people were on either side, good, bad, or or indifferent. And it's like you thought the relationship was going to be one thing, and one thing, and then you realized it wasn't. And so, I, I mean... I, it feels like forever ago that he was actually in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Do, uh, do most people remember that? You're like, how long, how long ago was that? And we're on team number four right. now? Right. I don't even know what you want. Do you know what you want? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he wants. And, and Mike Greenberg, I thought yesterday, summed it up pretty nicely. Stone, if we could, if we could uh, pull that up from Get Up yesterday, Mike Greenberg was talking about James Harden and – the, the the news that that had really broken yesterday that James Harden really wanted out. And there was a story on ESPN.com this morning, front page, uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski that James Harden wanted out and he was too afraid of public backlash to actually say something. Um, but it, it, it turns out there was enough momentum towards this to make it happen. But Mike Greenberg, I thought, said it really well on James Harden. Mike? No? Okay. Stone, when you find it, let me know. I blame we'll the Kardashians. To... You blame the Kardashians. <laughs> Just saying. They... <laughs> but look, look. Two, two, li- wait, hold up. Two of the three players we're talking about in this trade. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a great point. Ben Simmons, 
James was, Harden, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And and here and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you when you look at this, it is I, we always want to do the who won the trade. The 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 Nets taking on Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, draft picks, the Sixers getting James Harden, like it. I suppose the Nets win, but Ben Simmons, we haven't seen him play since his postseason meltdown last year. Mm-hmm. And then his very public tantrum. And KD is not the happiest-go-luckiest guy in the world, right? So when, That's because y'all keep calling him sensitive. I know. I know. I, I honestly Leave think, that man. Leave KD alone. And he might fight Stephen A. Smith. Let I mean, him he, be sensitive. And get, What is wrong with that? Why can't he be sensitive? Now, you know what he needs to do, though? I think I mentioned this a few shows ago. He needs to do, like all these athletes need to do, particularly, you need to know thyself. You need yeah. to have self-awareness. And if yeah. you cannot handle the comments, hire a social media manager. Yeah, and without don't even question. Look, don't even look at the comments. Without question. Well, KD can't stop. Like He's addicted to social media. He is just addicted to it. But KD and Ben Simmons together, like that... I can see where Ben Simmons would benefit because he's not going to need to shoot outside of three and a half feet. But can, if things continue to go poorly for the Nets, how toxic could that end up getting? So I, I just, I don't, I don't know if either team comes out of this so much better that they're going to be a squad that has put themselves in a position to beat the Heat. Here's here's Mike Greenberg on on James Harden. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the circumstances of that are kind of specific. Like Kyrie's circumstances are specific. They're ridiculous, but they're specific. The circumstances with Simmons are specific. The circumstances with Harden are much more run-of-the-mill. He's unhappy, so he's tanking it. He's not trying. He's giving you no effort. Again, he has long since forfeited the benefit of the doubt on things like this. He blatantly did it in Houston. He's blatantly doing it now. And he's getting paid $44 million while it's happening. For some reason, that one galls me more than the other ones gall me, even though they gall me too. Yeah. I, I mean, what does James Harden want? I, how did the Sixers <laughs> give him a better chance at a title than the Nets? Was being around Kyrie or in that situation so frustrating that he didn't want to be around it anymore? Or does he just tire of being at places and it wants to jump and jump and jump? Because I, I can't for the life of me, Keely, figure out what the issue with James Harden was here. It just seemingly kind of came out of nowhere. And, you, and you'll never figure it out like that. So, I mean, yes, they've lost nine in a row, but it's not as if they are at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. And to your point, yeah, you're not going to Miami, so everybody's chasing them. What about work it out? Yeah. At yeah. least at least give it more time than you gave it. They came a game away from the NBA finals last year. And I I don't I don't know. And now Evan Cohen and I I mean I trust all of his thoughts on this stuff. I mean I just do. He he it lives it, he breathes it. And he just tweeted something that I thought was interesting. Uh, maybe the back end of this is a little more interesting than, than the, the first part. But Evan, who you're going to hear again at 555, and I'm sure that he'll have plenty on this unless the Heat do something significant. I oddly love this for the Nets. I really do believe KD will unlock the greatness that is in Ben Simmons. I think this could be the beginning of the end of Embiid in Philly. Not today, not tomorrow, but when it is over, we will look back at playing with Harden as a reason. How about that? that this is going to be good for the Nets because Ben Simmons isn't 
in theory, going to have to worry much about doing anything on the outside. I don't quite know. Does Kyrie play off the ball now? Like when Kyrie can play, does Kyrie play off the ball and Ben Simmons handles the ball and you're just driving kick? But also, Embiid, I mean, he's always open about, hey, I'm happy or I'm not happy. How do him and Harden coexist? Is that a good pairing? I feel like no. Who does he pair with, though, at this point? Yeah, that's You know the what thing. I mean? Who, do, who does James that's Harden pair point. with well at, at this point? Because you've proven that not only is it very difficult for you to be happy, when you're not happy, you're going to pout. You're, not, you're saying, this, that's it, this relationship is over, and I'm not even going to try to make it work, and I'm going to pout. Man, James Harden, it, it never fails. It never fails. I go, James Harden's unhappy again, and he's being dealt. Like that's, that, that, has been, that has been his story now for like five years. Uh, it, it, Heat fans, are, are you feeling a little bit nervous now that two pivotal teams in the East have made a deal with one another? James Harden's going to Philly. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons teaming up with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Uh, does this make you nervous as a Heat fan that this could pit the Heat in a difficult spot in the playoffs, have these two teams made themselves better or at least one of them made themselves better to a point where you're worried about the heat in the playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And then at KLV1063 on Twitter. I just I have to admit, Keely, I don't feel nervous about this. I don't. I need to see Ben Simmons who I haven't seen since the playoffs last year when he was scared to shoot one-footers and got called out publicly (laughs) Uh and then pouted and threw temper tantrums and wouldn't take his phone out of his pocket during practice in the preseason. I haven't seen him on the floor since all of those things. What is he? Where is he at mentally now? Kevin Durant, it's not like he's not demanding. Uh, And then James Harden, uh, him and Embiid, how is that going to work? I just think there's too many explosive elements to this to have either of these situations work. And that is why if you're a Heat fan, you're not at all concerned. No, I'm not concerned. <laughs> you know what I say? I say Heat and five. I still say, it's the mantra, Heat and five. Okay. Heat fans, are you nervous about this at all? James Harden, Joel Embiid, the Sixers, Ben Simmons, KD, the Nets, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us, KLV1063. That is the number to get in. Let me tell you about Brightline. Brightline Plus, a new way to get from point A to point B, car-free, care-free, and seamlessly get anywhere within a five-mile radius to and from Brightline stations in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West, uh, West Palm Beach. Book a ride on Brightline at Brightline Plus to get you to and from the station all in one app and all in one ticket. Go from home to the station to your final destination. Brightline Plus offers rides to and from the station with its eco-friendly options, including Teslas, e-shuttles, and even shared bikes. It's complimentary until the end of this month. And don't forget, ground is officially broken on the new Boca Raton Brightline station. And hey, Heat fans, when the Heat do play the 76ers in the playoffs, the only way to get to FTX Arena and see the Heat beat the Sixers or see the Heat beat the Nets is the buzzer beater train. Smarter way to get to the Heat and skip traffic is Brightline, the buzzer beater train. You can stay out of the last shot with Brightline's buzzer beater train. Let's you skip traffic get to and from FTX Arena so you're there in time for tip-off. You stay until the last buzzer. It's a block and a half away from FTX Arena. 
Brightline, again, has broken ground in their new station in Boca. That'll be ready to go in less than a year. Trade tailgating for train gating on Brightline. That's Brightline. Use the Go Brightline app or gobrightline.com. We'll come back. We'll continue to talk NBA. I want to see if Keeley knows half of the people that are in the All-Star Celebrity Game as well. We have a whole lot to do. Not a lot of time to do it, so let's get to it. Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. All right, Keely. <clears throat> Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live again. St. Lucie Battery entire breaking news. The deal actually happened. It actually happened. The 76ers and Nets right before today's trade deadline, which is, what, an hour and 20 minutes away? Yeah. Uh, James Harden uh, has decided eh, he just doesn't like his current team again for like the 17th time in his career. Uh, he is being traded to the 76ers. He'll team up with Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons, uh, who really hates Philadelphia, uh, he is on his way to, uh, to Brooklyn with Seth Curry um, at its face. At its face, Keely, as I've said, I, I don't, I'm not worried from a Heat standpoint because I haven't seen Ben Simmons since passing up on a dunk, Joel Embiid calling him out, uh, Simmons going AWOL in the offseason, then showing up to training camp and not wanting to take his phone out of his pocket and just pouting the whole time. I haven't seen him since that. So what is he going to be once him and KD start playing together, when Kyrie plays together, when Kyrie can't play when they go on the road, when KD comes back trying to come back from injury and they're trying to make up ground in the playoffs? Like How is that going to mesh together? I'm going to err on the side of it's going to have some problems. Then you have James Harden, who when things get tough, he tends to, and I'm going to use the Q word here, he tends to kind of quit, right? And that's why he's in Philadelphia now. Tends as opposed, to. Tends to, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's not in Brooklyn any longer. At its face, that's why I'm not concerned. This is where I am concerned with the Heat. From this standpoint, the Nets get the Sixers 2022 first-round pick unprotected with a right to defer until 2023 and a 2027 first-round pick protected 1-8. to eight. That according to Adrian Wojnarowski, which means that I don't think the Nets are done. And then Woj tweeted two minutes ago, the Nets are still working to be aggressive in more deal-making today, armed with those two new first-round picks. So that, Keely, is where I get concerned because they do have ammo now. In addition to a guy who, if he can defend, that is going to be helpful to the Nets in Ben Simmons at the very least, and they can go out and maybe get somebody that's going to make matchups with the Heat difficult. But it still seems like they're the the way these teams are constructed, at least personality-wise, it's not going to necessarily play out this year. You see what I'm maybe saying? Maybe not. I don't maybe think not. they're going to challenge the, the Heat for the top spot th- this year. Yeah. <sighs> What happens in training camp next year, that might be a different story. That we'll have to see, and we'll have to see how that plays out. But these are, you know, I I don't like using these these phrases because it's one of those prisoner of the moment, and it's very sports sports talk radio and TV oh, yeah. cliche. You're right. But... These they feel like dumpster fires. Even when you even when you hear these big names, it's like y'all got some issues. Y'all got yeah. more issues than these reality TV people. Yeah, yeah. And I, so, I just, and having said that, I don't. This is nothing to worry about. Right, calm down, Ken. We got to uh, get Ken to calm down because you know Ken Ken gonna create a problem. 
Yeah, I, I know I'm going to talk myself in and out of this all day. I, I always trust Spo in these spots, and I tr- I do trust the way that a this Heat roster is constructed healthy. But it does sort of put the pressure on the Heat to, to do something. Because think about it. With Brooklyn, you now have two ball handlers that are that have playoff experience, Kyrie and Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons now can really focus in on, as Evan said, focus in on the driving kick and the things that he still does well. He can defend Kyrie when he plays. He's going to be someone who can attack the rim but also shoot from the outside. They do have Seth Curry now who can handle the point when Kyrie, when the Nets are on the road and Kyrie can't play. It's still ridiculous saying that, by the way. I mean, it's still just the dumbest thing. Um, so it, it does make them, it makes them formidable. It makes them dangerous, and they've ridded themselves of a guy that didn't want to be there. But now James Harden, I wonder if you at least get the honeymoon push here with him. And look, I'm already trying to talk myself into the Heat being in trouble with uh-huh. teaming up, and Embiid's having one of his best seasons of his career. Like he's a legitimate badass this season. So I don't, I don't know. I'm I I still trust the Heat, but I feel like now there's a little bit of pressure, especially if the Nets keep going. But Heat fans, I'm curious: Are you nervous now with what the Nets are currently constituted as? And the 76ers, Harden with Embiid in Philly, and Ben Simmons with KD in Brooklyn. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. I'm still heating five. I'm still heating five, Keely, but I do feel like I reserve the right to, uh, to, to be nervous and get scared about this. Well, because you're kin. Yeah, yeah, And so sure. we're just going to let you have that. Uh, Captain but I Merkic- don't think you need to be at all. Okay, at all. I, and I appreciate that, and you're making me feel good, and I, 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 I thank you. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kind of confidently still say Heat and Five. Captain Murica tweets, when was the last time Ben played a game? How did it go for him? He ever get help for the mental health situations he claimed to be going through? Funny how this trade makes all of that go away now, right? I bet he doesn't make the trip March 10th back to Philadelphia. Man. I didn't even think about that. They do play March 10th. And by the way, the Heat played the Nets on Saturday. Um, yeah, Ben Simmons might want to skip that trip, right? If, <laughs> if, if he already doesn't love the criticism that he has gotten for the last eight months in Philadelphia, probably shouldn't make that trip March 10th. But, they, I mean, that's a possible playoff matchup now. I mean, think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> Nets, Sixers is going to be just total bloodbath stuff like crowds just out for for the absolute gore of the entire thing uh so again uh, the 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 big blockbuster trade in the nba the trade deadline is about an hour and 14 minutes away 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and i know we're going to get to this late keely um but i have a um when we come back i have a a bit of helpful pr for athletes <laughs> I want to I want to make sure that I'm I'm putting out there into the universe. It just I'll do it free of charge. This is me out of the goodness of my soul oh, with some so some PR for professional athletes and really for any of you out there in society. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel Five. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Lenny Bruce was one of the most groundbreaking and impactful comedians of all time. I have a, a reputation for being sort of controversial, but you might be interested in how 
I became offensive. <laughs> Discover his story in this compelling, dramatic look at his life, career, and his many court battles championing freedom of speech. If anyone has found this obscene, you're full of blonde, I hope you never get your blonde blood again. I'm Not a Comedian, I'm Lenny Bruce, starring Ronnie Marmo and directed by Tony Award-winning actor Joe Montaigne at the Kravis Center, February 18th through 20th. I promise continuity, I'll behave myself. This performance has critics raving. For tickets, visit Kravis.org. Here is a very shocking comedian, the most shocking comedian of our time, a young man who is skyrocketing to fame, Lenny Bruce. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. After all of that, after the Brooklyn Big Three, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Keeley, just guess how many games together they played. Oh, God. Goodness. Um, let's see. Well, Kyrie can't play half of them. <laughs> Where right. are we? We're right. 60 games in, somewhere around 60 games in. Yeah, Something and then there was last season. Oh, and then we got to count last season. Um, yeah. Let's say 25. <laughs> Lower. Oh, wow. 16 in almost two full seasons. Wow. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden played 16 games together. Incredible. I mean, we'll we'll never see anything like it again in the NBA. And it might be now, for all of the crap the Heat got, that's far and away the most successful big three that probably will ever exist. And now it's become the biggest advertisement for why not to put together a big three. Because that that was an unadulterated failure. The the James Harden, Katie, Kyrie Irving big three. And they got deep into an Eastern Conference final. And it's still going to go down as as a failure now you also have to pay attention to the lakers because speaking of seasons that are quickly getting away uh whatever that is with the lakers this year uh they are potentially going to uh have to make some big time moves today and all of the blame is being thrown on russell westbrook all of the blame is being thrown on russell westbrook so i'd be surprised if he was a laker by the end of the day because it's just not sustainable and and speaking of not sustainable actually watching full lakers games apparently keely friday night lights watched all of the lakers and blazers last night why why stone why did you do that okay so well they <laughs> traded tj mccollum away so there the was, blazers did the, i mean the blazers did so there was to new orleans n- there was nobody left on that portland roster the starting they're like a ymca team dude it was really really what bad what time is that game over stone it was over at like midnight isn't that the great thing about being young, though? He can still That's do stuff like That's what I was thinking. Like I was like, Stone's under 30, so he's yeah. like, oh, man, I'm not midnight. Even half, I'm not even halfway to 30. But seriously, so... Thank so, you, Stone. Ew, <laughs> why don't you brag about it, jackass? Goodness. So, <laughs> so I, w- I was interested in the lineup that Portland was going to put out there. And when they put the lineup side-by-side side in the pregame broadcast, it was C.J. Ellaby, who we don't know. It was Joseph <laughs> Nurkic. It was Anfri Simmons, who, again, none of us know. Yeah. And I I'm not even sure who the four was. I, like, I, and, <laughs> never seen that man before. I've never seen him, and that's what the, the commentators that? were joking about it. Like, you know, I don't know who these guys are. And, the one, and then the one guy proceeded to say, you know, the Portland organization is in a bad state right now. This is really not NBA. <laughs> this is not an NBA lineup 
Like, uh, it's not NBA-level lineup. And then like, four quarters later, yes. it was 107-105 Portland. Yes. And then four quarters later, the Lakers managed to lose and just yeah. play horrible. And I, I, yeah. I wanted to watch for that reason. I was like, they're going to manhandle these guys, right? Like, these guys shouldn't be on the court. And they lost the game. Uh, so you were just being a weirdo. Yeah. It was, oh, okay. Uh, I thought. Uh, so you were just being a weirdo. Yeah, I was just being a weirdo. I mean, I always watch the Lakers, and I, and I love watching LeBron and everything. But no, of course not. <laughs> How'd you like his six turnovers last it night? It was so bad, man. And he's yeah. just getting more bald, too. Like, the, the camera's on the back of his head. He's just turning the ball bald. over. He's bald. old. I know. He's, the he's not old. King. He's old. Keely, I'm getting mad at Stone. Between the, well, I'm actually, know, I'm not even halfway to 30 yet. I'm not even halfway to my 20s yet. I'm bald, bald myself. Spots. So he see, works every. I was like, you can't, you can't help. I mean, yeah. people cannot help yeah. when they start losing their I, I mean, I'm the one. I'm, I'm bald myself. No, you did. You voluntarily did that. You cut your hair off. I'm the one who's balding. You work with me every day, and I'm offended, and I demand a <laughs> social media apology. You guys have to see your moms about that. Allegedly, it comes from it your does. mom's dad. 100% yeah, yeah. comes from my wow. mom. Which my, means uh, my son is good, because my, oh, really? my dad has a head full of hair, oh, and he's man. 74. Yeah, my uh, he grew, my grandfather. He grew braids like two years ago. I was like, what are you doing, oh, Really? Wow. Oh, that's yes. badass. Yeah, my uh, He's a mess. My, I'm like, my do grandfather. you think you're an NBA player? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why would you? But you know what? It's bold. I like that. You might as well do it while you while you can. My yeah. uh, my father, uh, my grandfather, uh, uh, the the father of my mother. Yeah, definitely was really bald, and I knew what has been coming for quite some time, <laughs> and so I'm fine with it now. Um, I do want to give a free PR lesson here, okay? Yes. And I am um, I'm someone who's been in media for quite some time, uh, going all the way back to 2006. And I've seen some things, and I've had colleagues who have said dumb things. I've said dumb things. I've had to apologize for things. I've seen others apologize for things. But there's, there is one name that I'm going to try to push all of you to just not reference if you're trying to make a point on something, okay? Uh, and this especially goes for athletes because it's just going to get you in trouble because it's very easy for people to fly off the handle and to become angry because this is a name that's extremely divisive, if you will. This is just friendly advice from one person to another. Don't mention the name Adolf Hitler, okay? I just, just don't do it. It's not a good idea. There's no way that you're going to say it and try and make a salient point in someone and everyone's going to say, ah, you know what, I'm right on. Just don't, don't mention Adolf Hitler. And that brings me to Washington Commander's defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen. Apologizing for a since-deleted tweet in which he said Adolf Hitler was one of three people living or dead with whom he'd like to have dinner. Allen is also the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner for the Washington Commanders. Someone on Twitter asked him during an Ask Me Anything, um, what three people, dead or alive, would you want to have dinner with? Allen responded by saying, quote, my granddad, Michael Jackson, and Adolf Hitler. When asked to explain Hitler, he said in a tweet, also since deleted, quote, he's a military genius, and I love military tactics, but honestly, I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. I'm also assuming that the people I've chosen to have answer all of my questions do so honestly. Predictably, Keeley, later in the day, Alan tweeted, quote, Earlier, I tweeted something that probably hurt people, and I apologize about what I said. I didn't express properly what I was trying to say, and I realized it was dumb. End quote. So here is, here's my advice. Do not invoke the name of Adolf Hitler. Just don't do it. 
because it's going to be problematic for you. Keely, that's my free piece of advice. So here's my challenge to you. Okay. Tell me what he said that was wrong. Not what was upsetting. Tell me what he said that was wrong. If he, okay. First of all, I just would have found another name other than Adolf Hitler. I get you. I can, I can, okay. Okay. I'm with you on that. Like it's it's like the people who are asked, oh, if um, if you had a time machine, what would you do? And these people say, oh, I'd go back and kill baby Hitler. Like, no, just don't do it. Don't invoke that. Okay. Here's where Jonathan Allen gets into trouble. Mm-hmm. Again, one, he didn't have to use Adolf Hitler. Yeah. He also didn't have to. Uh, didn't have to volunteer. He's a military genius, and I love military tactics. Like. And then he said... I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. Okay, that at least is defensible. Again, using my tried and true method of not even mentioning Hitler, but say he didn't go that route, he defied me, fine. Leave it at that. But we didn't have to prop him up as a military genius, Mm -hmm. okay? And that's where people start to get angry. Any compliment, anything that even is deemed complimentary to Adolf Hitler, if you're going to make a mistake and invoke that name... Probably not a good idea. Is that fair? Well, uh, because here is just what what my question would be. Where are we, if we're supposed to be about tolerance and inclusivity, why can't you ask questions? How are we going to learn if we don't ask questions? People just get mad now. And that's why Whoopi Goldberg's off the air for two weeks. Because what she said, while it may not, while it may have been in poor taste, it's it, there was a um, a rabbi that came out afterwards and said this is not time for cancellation. This is time for uh, counseling or something like that. Yeah. Basically, we sh- we should talk about this. We should have a conversation about why this is this and why this is that. So okay. why can't we do? Because I think there is a there's a difference between Joe Rogan and Whoopi Goldberg. Like I have a friend that feels like they're not different. They're, that's different because yeah. I, I, because Stones looking at me like how are they different? Here's how they're different. One, you know, you just know. Because there's no reason to say it. You're saying you're saying it for what? For laughs? For what? Another thing, you're trying to say something as what you feel like is a teachable moment. But you All didn't right. have the correct so facts. Okay, here's, what I, here's what I would say to that. If you're going to delve into something that is going to require a critical conversation, make damn sure you understand it enough to a point where you can present the question or present the point in a clear way in which there is no possible way in which it can be misconstrued because that is what got Whoopi Goldberg in a whole lot of trouble because the way she presented it came off as one thing, even though I, I believe she was intending another thing. And here with Jonathan Allen, if <laughs> one, again, this is this is PR 101 with your good friend, mm-hmm. Kamavika. Right. Don't mention Hitler. But you can't do that as teachable moments. You can't get it right. If it's supposed to be a teachable moment. All right, well, you know what well, I'm saying? Well, you have to me, mess up for, mm, to be yeah, taught something. Well, let me teach Jonathan Allen then. If he's listening, <laughs> I'll just teach Jonathan <laughs> Allen right now. This is the teachable moment. Uh, one, don't invoke Hitler. Two, if you want to ask a question about Hitler, uh, don't um, don't compliment him. There. Teachable moment. I, and I, just I, taught get, him. That. I get that. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with you on your first point, but I agree with you on your second point. If he's saying... I want to have dinner because I want to pick this person's brain and know why you did what you did. I don't understand. I, I, I just don't understand why that 
that part is a bad thing. Not yeah. the not the genius okay. part, that other part. Okay, that's, no, that's fair. I know, and, and and I think that that humanity would obviously really love to know uh, why Hitler did what he did. I choose to think it's because he was just well evil. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's a good place to start. Uh, but also, anybody who reads a history book knows that uh, he wasn't exactly a, a, a military genius. So, Jonathan Allen, who hasn't quite paid attention to what happened in World War II, even invoking Hitler, not a good idea. <laughs> Adding the compliment, bad. And that's what we do, Keely. We teach. We teach on this show. That is us helping him learn. And I'm glad we did that because I think it's important. Keely, I, uh, I adore you. I appreciate you. We'll do this again Thursday, and uh, we'll be in the same place finally on Thursday, okay? Oh, yay. Good. <laughs> and I will be here. Um, so Keely and I are going to go and uh, root for Matt Stafford. Um, I, uh, I am going to go get my, my Rams face paint on, get ready for the weekend, and uh, we'll see if Keely, depending on the rooting interest of her husband, stays with Matt Stafford or decides <laughs> if her husband wants Joe Burrow to win, she switches allegiances to Joe Burrow on Sunday. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz. Uh, I'm curious to see what pointless West Coast NBA game he's going to watch tonight. We'll get an update from him tomorrow. I'm Ken Lavica. I've been live on ESPN 106. Three. Bye-bye now.